Well, it's happened again. Hey, Tom, we're talking transparency talk today. And because of the holidays, uh, even organizations like the Wisconsin Freedom of Information Council can have a holiday wish list. Isn't that right? Dear Santa, all I want for Christmas is... Well, we have a very specific list, which we'll be going over. So here is uh, how the Wisconsin Freedom of Information Council, of which you are a member, uh, they think uh, our open government laws can be improved. So we'll start with one that is a big concern for anyone who is seeking open records, and and that is uh, the statutory time limits for responding to records requests. Just to kick things off, do we have one of those right now? No, we don't, and that leads to a whole lot of problems. You know, solid half of the complaints I get from people are, why is this taking so long? This is taking forever. That's because this statute doesn't create a time limit. It just says they have to respond, quote, as soon as practicable and without delay. And nobody knows what that means. Courts haven't given us a whole lot of guidance on that. All they've said is, well, it's kind of this reasonableness test, and it depends on how big the government agency is and how complex the response is. But we don't get any good guidance on it. The attorney general in his uh, open records compliance guide kind of helpfully says, yeah, 10 days should be good enough for most record requests, but that's constantly ignored. You're you're very lucky if you can get a response within 10 days often. So let's put a time frame in there. Plenty of states do it. The Federal Freedom of Information Act does it. If they need an extension for requests that are actually big and large, yes, let's have a, a mechanism in there to do that. But they were very optimistic when they wrote this law, and it has not panned out. So let's fix that. And it would require a change in the, the state statute. So lawmakers and the governor would have to be on board. Yeah, all of these, we're talking about changing statutory language. Yes. All right. Well, it's a wish list for a reason, but uh, hopefully the politicians are listening. So another one is about recordings of closed meetings. So right now, the public has no ability to, to know what's happening or, or to know the specifics of these closed meetings. So talk us through this one, because um, you could see why, you know, government agencies do need to have private conversations from time to time. Yeah, and it's a question of do you trust them or not? Because once they go into closed doors, you don't know what they're actually talking about. They will tell you very broadly what the topic is and what the statutory exemption is. But do they stick to those topics? You don't know. I don't know. Oftentimes, the only time we we find out about uh, violations like that is is there is a member who goes public and says, you know, I have to break the silence here. We were talking about things we should not have been talking about, and I objected that they ignored me. But then they often get in trouble for doing that, or at the very least, they're kind of you know burning some bridges and making their work relationships a lot harder. So the suggestion from the Freedom of Information Council is. They should have to record these sessions and keep them for, I don't know, a year, six months or something, maybe two years, so that if there is a challenge, the court, the judge can look at the closed session recordings and say, did they stick to the topic or not? And frankly, just knowing that they're being recorded, they will probably do a better job of staying on topic. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. So to, to have some sort of review process after the fact. And um, that kind of gets us into uh, state records retention rules. So what are the rules now and, and, and what should change? The big thing we're looking at here is that 
there are state record retention laws that government agencies have to keep their records for certain periods of time. I'm not going to get into what those are because they're pretty complex. We'll talk about that a little later. But the big thing that FOIC wants to do is it wants to remove the exemption baked into state law for our legislators, our individual state assembly persons and senators don't have to keep their records. They can delete their emails the second they receive them. They can shred their papers. Doesn't matter. They are allowed to do that, which means that the public is only accessing the records that those legislators chose to keep. And there's there's no good reason for that. The legislators wrote it into the law because they wanted to, to make things easier for themselves. Okay, and interesting uh, that our next one has to do with the legislature, too. It has to do with eliminating open meeting exemption for legislative caucuses. Tell us what's the thinking behind this one. So this one's baked into state law, too. The, the open meetings law, by its language, does apply to the legislature. So when they meet, when the assembly meets, when the Senate meets, those doors must be open. Um, that's actually in our Constitution, too, that the, the doors to the assembly and Senate must be open at all times when they are in session. So that's good. But the legislators, when they wrote the open meetings law, they exempted their caucuses. So all the Republicans can go back into a closed room and talk and you never get to find out what they say. The same thing is true for the Democrats. Uh, they argue, well, we have to have some privacy so we can, uh, you know, cook the sausage so we can be we can have frank and honest discussions. And that's always the excuse. And if that was true, that you needed to have frank and honest and open discussions, then that should apply to everything. That should apply to city councils and school boards, too. But it doesn't. And the legislature isn't different and they should not be treated differently. Yeah, let's go back to the another one that has to do with the legislature. And like, is the open meetings law that applies to, our, like you said, city councils and county boards and all, all ten little town hall meetings that go on. What about the legislature? Um, didn't that change around the Big Act 10 fight? That didn't really change, but there was a strange court ruling. So the laws, the statutes themselves say the legislature, meaning the Senate and the Assembly, are subject to the open meetings law. They have to follow it. When Act 10 was passed, there was some question over... Technically, it was Act 32 at the point, but it was, this was the big change to public bargaining uh, laws. When it was passed, there was some dispute over whether they had followed provisions of the open meetings law requiring specific advance notice. And now the law already... A day's notice, right? Wasn't it a day or something? They didn't post it 24 hours in advance? It's a complex question. To, to get into it a little bit, the law says 24 hours, but the law also says for the legislature specifically, or um, or as set forth in the rules of procedure for the Senate and the Assembly. And there were rules of procedure for the Assembly and Senate that allowed for less than 24 hours notice. So that was an issue too. But the Supreme Court did not get that far because the Supreme Court said the legislature is a co-equal branch of government. We do not have the authority as a court to require the legislature to abide by procedural requirements other than those set forth in the Constitution. So the Supreme Court said, we're not going to get into the weeds of was the language of the open meetings law followed. It was enough that their doors were open under the, which is what the Constitution requires. So FOIC says, let's change that and make the, the, uh, the legislature specifically subject to the open meetings law 
that would probably have to be done in the Constitution itself to create greater requirements than simply open doors in the Constitution. So that's that's a messy change that would have to happen. But it's a it's it's a valuable one. Tom Kamenick, all we want for Christmas is transparency. So we'll do we got to do a part two on this one. Sound good? I think Mariah Carey needs to sing that one. We'll catch you next time. And remember, if you don't ask, you won't know.